In order to achieve the greenhouse gas reduction goals in New York law, the state is going to have to phase out fossil fuel-generated power in exchange for renewable energy. But according to a new report from the New York Independent System Operator, which is responsible for directing the state's bulk electricity grid, the state is planning on retiring its fossil fuel generation faster than green energy sources are likely to come online, which is, quote-unquote, leading to declining reliability margins across the state. For more on this dynamic, as well as the broader 2023 Power Trends report, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Rich Dewey, President and CEO of the New York Independent System Operator. Welcome back to the show, Rich. Oh, David, thanks for having me. Always great to talk to you. Well, it's our pleasure. So your top priority as head of NISO is preserving electric system reliability, basically ensuring the ability of all New Yorkers to turn their lights on at the end of the day. So how reliable is the electric system in New York right now as we speak? Right now as we speak, it's very reliable. We have the strongest, most stringent reliability criteria in the nation. And that's really important when you have a city as important as New York City. So when we sit down at the start of each season, we do a very comprehensive assessment to make sure that we've got adequate supply, that we've got enough transmission, and then we've got enough reserves in place to manage contingencies uh, to ensure that we can meet that reliability criteria. And as we sit here getting ready for the summer of 2023, we're pretty confident the system is ready to meet the needs of all New Yorkers. And the power needs can ebb and flow with the season. So as it pertains to this summer, what sort of cushion is built in to ensure that we have the ability to run our air conditioners on full blast uh, all summer long? The way that we uh, set up the system to get ready for the summer is we look at what we anticipate to be our max demand peak. And then we also then plan for a cushion called our reserve margin. And that cushion is about 20% capacity above and beyond what we think the peak is going to be. At this point, we're certain that we've got adequate supply to get ready for this summer. But one of the things we've noticed is over the last four or five years, there's been a lot of retirements Policy-driven retirements, a lot of the legacy fossil fuel systems have dropped off the system. We have enjoyed an uptick in the number of megawatts of new supply. Most of that is uh, almost exclusively it's renewables. And we've just been a little bit concerned because that reliability margin is really shrinking. So as we look to the future, a big part of our report and our key messaging is we've got to make sure we keep our eyes on that margin to make sure that we don't prematurely retire some of the existing legacy resources until we've got adequate new supply to replace it. Well, based on the current trajectory that we're looking at in New York, when does reliability become a concern? Every two years, we do a 10-year lookout. And the most recent study that we had completed indicates that we are projecting adequate supply for the next 10-year period. But one of the things that we got to be mindful of is the system changes rapidly. We're seeing a lot of new demand. When you think about the complete policy objectives of the climate legislation passed in 2019, it's not just affecting the electric sector, but also transportation and buildings. And as we start seeing some of that electrification take shape, we're seeing demand increase in a number of the regions, specifically New York City. To make sure that we've got the most up-to-date information, every quarter we do a short-term assessment of reliability, 
that looks out five years so that we can identify any rapid changes or any sudden adjustments, either to facilities that are available or the demand that we're seeing. Well, if the 10-year outlook is okay, is it your best guess looking at the trends in these reports that you do that say 15 years from now, the retirement of fossil fuel facilities and the demand and I guess the lack of new renewable energy will begin to catch up with us? Or is it 20 years from now? Is it 25 years? When does the problem really present itself based on the information you're seeing and I guess your gut? Well, if we're doing our job right, the problem will never present itself. So as soon as we identify that there's a problem, uh, then we work with the state agencies, we work with the utilities to identify solutions that can ensure that as we enter the new operating season, we've got adequate facilities in place or solutions in place such that we don't have a problem. One of the things that's interesting, which, which is a big part of our focus, is uh, today we're a summer peaking system where the largest demand comes in those hot summer days, largely driven by air conditioning load. But as we electrify the transportation sector and the building stock, we anticipate within the next five to seven years, we're going to be a winter peaking system and it's going to be driven by home heating. While the greenhouse gas reduction goals of the 2019 Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act may get all the headlines, another component of the legislation is this idea that you only will proceed towards those goals if there is a reliable electric system. So how does that caveat, that ability to put things on pause, factor into your considerations about future reliability of the grid, knowing that lawmakers built in that possibility of break glass in case of an emergency part of the bill? Well, the good news is every conversation that I have with the agency heads at New York State or the governor's office, even the members of the legislature themselves, is nobody wants a reliability event. And everybody wants us to be hyper-focused on ensuring that if there are problems that pop up, that we're quick to come up with some solutions to make sure that that doesn't happen. Those solutions might be, say, the delay of a planned retirement until the schedule of a new resource could come online. A great example of that is there's been some new regulations that the DEC put in place about four years ago, targeting some of those high emitting peaker plants that are in New York City. And some of those emissions levels allowed us to retire over a thousand megawatts of those high emitting resources at the start of this year. In 2025, there's going to be another limit that's going to be enforced that's going to impact about another thousand megawatts of those additional high emitting peaker plants in New York City. One of the things we're worried about is there's been some short term delays in terms of the addition of some of the new supply, some of the planned projects. And when we do our next short term assessment of reliability study, we're anticipating that some of those delays are going to mean that we're likely to execute a short-term extension for some of those peaker plants while we wait for that new construction to be completed. So that's something where we're constantly looking at the schedules of the, the new projects and the planned exit of the old projects. And we've just got to work together to make sure it's really tightly coordinated and that balance can be maintained through that choreography. And, and I really feel like we've got good partnership with New York State and good support from most of the constituents. 
about a month before your report came out, we had the state budget get signed into law. And in the budget is legislation that effectively directs the New York Power Authority to get into the business of building new renewable energy projects in addition to the green energy projects they already operate. How, if at all, was this factored into your report? And if it wasn't, does it seem to address the reliability concerns that you might have? I think it can only help. You know, when you think about the size and the enormity of the infrastructure that's going to need to be built in order to uh, provide the level of supply necessary to put these policies in place, it's going to require almost an all hands on deck approach to make sure that we get the resources constructed, cited, and brought online for commercial operation really as fast as we can. So the fact that NIPA is assisting some of the, uh, you know, some of the public merchant projects that NYSERDA is, is working hard to get scheduled, it can only help. We've got good coordination with NIPA. As soon as that was announced, we started adjusting some of our studies and our plans to factor and account for that new supply. And as those projects come to fruition, we'll coordinate that into our studies. And, and it's that same kind of balance that we're going to need to maintain between entry and exit so that we can make sure we're the, we can run a reliable system. Politico New York's Marie French reported recently that some of the developers of renewable energy projects in New York are going to be looking to state regulators for additional funding to make their projects possible due to inflation. How important is it from your perspective that they get additional money to pay for these now growing costs? Or from your perspective, is this not something that you think about? Well, I, I think about it from the standpoint of how important the successful completion of that development is. A lot of the economic forces you're seeing in the industry and really a, across all industries in the economy between supply chain and inflation, there's a lot of factors out there that need to be accounted for in the investment. So we do track the impact that it has on the timelines and the delivery of those projects. When you look at how important it's going to be to get those projects done. And I know this weighs heavily on the state agencies that are counting on it as well. It's something that we've got to address. We look at it from our standpoint, our energy markets are a really important vehicle and a signal to support that kind of development. So we're continually looking at our market rules and that pricing signal that our wholesale markets generate to make sure that we're providing adequate revenue to incentivize the same kind of development as well. So that's kind of where we work hand in hand with NYSERDA and some of the renewable energy credit programs that they run to help support that development as well. Is there anything that state policymakers or state regulators aren't doing that you think is within their power to do that would address the reliability concerns that New York might have in the long term? Nothing really comes to mind. I mean, we've got good tight coordination between the DEC, NYSERDA, the DPS, Public Service Commission. You know, we've all got the common goal of maintaining a reliable, affordable electric system. And just to the extent that we continue to have that tight coordination, make sure that our studies are aligned and consistent so that we've all got sort of our eyes on the ball to make sure that this very important electric system continues to evolve and transition. I think we're working pretty well together, quite honestly. So this report then shouldn't be read as kind of a warning that 
state policymakers, specifically the, the legislature and regulators under the direction of the governor are setting us off in a trajectory that might not be sustainable? I don't think it's a warning. I think it's just a reminder that running a power system requires a careful balance between supply and demand. And we've got to keep, we've got to keep that coordination very closely aligned. When you look at the demand side of the equation, there's the electrification of buildings and the electrification of transportation. Those are important facets of the CLCPA. And to the extent that we're achieving success in that regard, that just means that we've got to make sure that we've got adequate supply in place. Supply is is sort of the transition between the new projects that are being developed and the legacy systems that are going to be retired. And we just got to be careful not to prematurely retire the legacy systems as much as we want to until we're certain that we've got adequate supply. So it's really just a reminder that this system works in concert and we've got to keep those uh, those pieces of it balanced and working together. Well, we've been speaking with Rich Dewey. He is the president and CEO of the New York Independent System Operator, which is responsible for directing the state's bulk electricity grid. Rich, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David. Always a pleasure. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. business agency or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.